This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good News in Shoes. Tune in Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. and p.m. for Watchmen on the Wall, an outreach ministry of the Southwest Radio Church. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. What you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. We're going to pick up right where we left off last week. Somebody say audacious. 
Audacious means extremely bold or daring, recklessly brave and fearless. We're in the second week of this series, how to live fearless in uncertain times. How do we live in a culture today that is anti-God? Amen. Our text for this series is 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 says, I thank God. This is the Apostle Paul writing from the Mamertine prison to Timothy, his spiritual son, who was the pastor of the church of Ephesus, a large church, almost 30,000 people. It says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded, is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift. Somebody say, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Last week, we were focused more on verse 5. This week, we're going to focus more on verse 6. It says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the ability to preach and teach. I thank you, God, for entrance into every man and woman's heart with truth. I thank you for revelation, God, that brings transformation to our life. Lord, I pray, God, that every person within the sound of my voice in this room today, God, have an encounter with you that shakes them to the core of who they are and quickens their heart to know you in a deeper way. Father, we just declare this in Jesus' name today. Father, let my words be the words of the Holy Ghost. Lord, let them be saturated with your anointing today. Give us truth. Lord, I thank you for that. And we thank you for the great love that you've given us in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Come on, slap somebody high five and say the audacious life. Just to recap a moment from last week, I just wanted to say this. I mean, no, it's our job to leave a legacy of the gospel. Hmm? It's our job to leave the legacy to the next generation. The gospel is here. The gospel has been here. And the gospel is still going to be here long after you go. But there's a process that the gospel moves through that causes it to spread around the world. And it's called the passing of the baton to the next generation. It's, it's leaving the legacy of faith. And that's what we talked a little bit about last week. So when we understand what it means to leave a legacy of faith to the next generation, how many of you know the question today is not will we survive as a church or not will the gospel survive? How is the gospel going to hold on? But it's this. How will you and I as believers in Jesus Christ today how are we going to handle the cultural shifts that take place in the world? How do we deal with a world that changes around us? How are we going to move forward in the world that we live in today when it's entirely different from the world that we grew up in? How many know it's changing out there? Amen? What do we do as a nation when, we, when where we live is not so much Christ-centered anymore, but we have shifted to a secular mindset? How many of you understand the difference between a Christian worldview and a secular worldview? So this message that I have today is a message for Christians that are living in America because we have somehow tied our politics to our Christianity, and our faith oftentimes falls along our geopolitical persuasion. 
Y'all ain't going to shout me down, but we're going to dig into it. Because I know a bunch of y'all are Republicans in here, a bunch of y'all are independents, and a bunch of y'all are Democrats. But you know what we all have in common is Jesus. Come on, give the Lord another round of applause this morning. So the question is, is what do, how do we live in a culture that has lost its Christian center? Hmm? If you'll notice, we spend a lot of time at Truth Church talking about destiny. We spend a lot of time at Truth Church talking about purpose, talking about why God wants us here and what the purpose is of our life being here, His desire for us to have an abundant life, to live in a place of victory while we're here, and to leave the legacy of faith, to be a witness, to share the gospel. Amen? Come on, do you believe that today? Amen? If you also notice, I don't spend a lot of time talking about the book of Revelation. I don't spend a lot of time talking about the Antichrist, talking about how it's all going to wind up. And the reason for that is because that's not my assignment at Truth Church. The assignment that God put on this house is to help us to learn how to live every day by faith, in faith, and live the assignment of God that he's put on our life. Come on, there's plenty of people that know how to teach that stuff. I'm not one of them. Come on, amen? Hmm? Now, let me just say this. Jesus is going to return for his church. How many of you believe that? Amen. Hmm? He's coming back for his church. He's coming for a church. And the Bible says that we're going to rule and we're going to reign with him through all of eternity. That is the truth. That is where we are all going. We're going to check out of this life. Come on. Amen. We're going to check out of this place of hardship and we're going to check into the heavenly hotel. Come on. It's not five stars. It's all the stars. Everybody all right? Huh? Come on, amen. Mm-hmm. But he's coming. But there's a lot of folks that teach this stuff. And, 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 and when you listen to them teach it, they don't all agree with each other on it. So it can get kind of confusing because you can watch TBN and you can hear one prophet teach one thing, another prophet teach another thing, and another prophet teach another thing. And they're all pretty convinced they got the word on this thing, how it's all going to wind up and how it's all going to come to pass. And what I've discovered is if you follow one person, you can probably stay pretty sane. But if you try to follow everybody, then you really don't know whether you're coming or going. And it really distracts from the purpose for which you're here. So I just decided to stay in my lane. Okay? And if you want to learn about the end time revelation, there's plenty of it out there on Google. It'll just blow your mind. Some good stuff. Amen? How many of there are some people that are pre-trib? Y'all know what that means, right? They believe the rapture is going to be before the tribulation. And then they got some people that are post-trib. They believe the rapture is coming after the tribulation. And some people are mid-trib. They believe the rapture is coming at the three and a half year mark. You get to go through the first three and a half years of good stuff. And the second three and a half years of torture, God's going to get you out of here before that. And then all the people that believe that God wants to punish all of us are post-trib. So I've just come to the conclusion I'm pan-trib. However it pans out, I'm good. I'm just trusting Jesus. I mean, there's some fundamental things you should know about the end times that we should all agree on. For one instance, it's important that you have a relationship with Christ and not the Antichrist. Okay, I do know that much. And when, we, when this thing, come on, when this thing begins to wind up, you should be in the lane with Christ and not be in the lane with the Antichrist. Come on, huh? You believe that? But here's one of the questions that a lot of people will come and they'll ask this question. It's something you hear around church and, and it's something that I do believe. And they'll say this to me, they'll say, or they'll say it to somebody and they'll say, do you believe that this is the last generation on the face of the earth that will see Jesus come back? Do you believe there'll be another generation after this, that, that, that this is the last generation? Is this the generation that's going to be called away in the rapture? How many of you ever talked about that? 
Uh, you think about nobody in here thinks about that stuff. I got a few of you. Y'all just don't want to raise your hand. Those are biblical geek nerds. So the question they, they ask is, do you think this is the last generation before Jesus comes? And here's the answer. It is for you. It is for you. Come on, amen. No, no, you didn't hear me. It is for you. This is the last generation for you. This is the last time you get to go around because you're in this generation. And when your generation is over, you don't get to move to the next generation. You get to check out and move home. So this is the last generation for you. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause. Amen. Mm. So here's the thing that we need to understand today. It's not are we going to get caught away in the rapture. It's this. That we as believers living in this time, living in this nation, in the United States of America, are we going to shrink away into complacency or into passivity? Are we going to go hide or bury our head in the sand and move into isolation and hide out from the rest of the world waiting on Jesus to come back? Or are we actually going to live the assignment that God put on our life? Because let me tell you, God has not called us to live in passivity. He's not called us to live in complacency. And He's not called us to live in isolation. God didn't make a church for us to have a church bubble and we rub elbows with each other and do our church thing and never impact the world that we've been called to. Come on, I wonder if I got anybody that believes that today. Amen. I believe that it's time for the church to stand up and stop living in a cultural Christianity and realize that we're living in a culture that is anti-Christ and that you're the answer. I said you're the answer for the culture. You're the answer for the questions that are being asked. You're the solution to the problems that the world has. You're the healing for the sickness of society. What's in you is what the world needs. So passivity and isolation won't cut it. Passivity and isolation is not going to change the world that we live in today. Amen? Do you believe that? Now listen, I, I might get a little bit political with you this morning. I don't want to offend anybody. Okay? But I want you to stay with me because I want to drive a point home. God is not raising up a godly Christian political system in this nation. That's not what he's doing. However, he is raising up a people that are in love with him, who have been sealed by the blood of the Lamb, who are called by his name, who are sold out to the King of kings, the King of the heavens, the King of the earth, and their allegiance is to him and not some political process or some political party that may or may not stand for what morality is deemed to be moral based on where you grew up or where you come from or your interpretation of the Bible. Is this okay? Mm. And the reason why is because he is Lord over all. He's Lord, amen? There is no scripture reference nowhere in the Bible where Jesus tries to overthrow a government. It's not in there, amen? And all the Republicans in the house are getting quiet on me. Come on now. Don't get this. Stay with me. It'll be all right. Mm. Listen, if you're watching the political season begin to play out right now, all you see is a bunch of people saying whatever they need to say that they think will resonate with the group of people they're trying to attract to get to who they're trying to attract to vote for them so they can get the position that they're running for. Amen? And, and the church will usually, if you're a Christian, you'll try to get behind the candidate and that, that you think is going to represent your values the most and support them and, and hope that they do what they say. I mean, now that ain't often the case. We put our hope in people sometimes when we need to be putting our hope in the Lord. Amen. No, you haven't heard me today. We need to put our hope in the Lord. Come on, huh? 
I think everybody in here ought to just throw their hat in the ring and run for president. Then we can all get on TV and say whatever we want to. Let's just all run. The whole truth church is running for president of the United States of America. We might do a better job than all them people up there in Washington, D.C. You never know. But the truth is, is we have no shortage of politicians who will get on TV. They'll quote scriptures. They'll make moral declarations. They'll try to get votes from people like you and me who are Christians, who are evangelicals, who love Jesus in this country. And when they get elected into office, very seldom do they do what they say they were going to do. On both sides of the aisle or in the middle of the aisle. That seems to be the case. Amen? Hmm? And for the Republicans, it's always the terrible Democrats. And for the Democrats, it's always the terrible Republicans. But the truth is, is the culture is in a tailspin. And the Republican Party is not the answer. The Democratic Party is not the answer. The Lord Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the answer. Mm. I believe the church has got to come to a place where we quit putting our hope in whoever's running for president and we start putting our hope and our confidence in the call of God that he's put on our life. That we live by the assignment that he's placed over us and believe that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent of their wicked ways, he will turn his head toward them and lift them up and restore the land. That's what I think. Amen. That's how he does that. He forgives us. He heals us. He touches us when we begin to focus on what we're supposed to be doing in the kingdom and we give him our heart. Do you believe that today? Amen. Mm. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are on a mission to move the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're here today, it's because you got an assignment on your life to move it. Because I got to move it, move it. Huh? Every time I start feeling negative about something going on in the body of Christ, I hear them penguins in my head. You got to move it, move it. It's my little, it's my little gut check. Huh? Am I the only one that just thinks that way? Here's the truth. We are not called to demonize or despise our political opponents. We're not called to put down the people that we think don't agree with us. We've been called to heal the sick. We've been called to mend the brokenhearted. We've been called to preach the good news. We've been called to reach out and love a neighbor that's unlovable. We've been called to help somebody that's down and out, to lift them up and help them get their feet on solid ground. We've been called to show somebody that God made a way for them that's better than any other way. Do you believe that? Oh, come on, I wish somebody would shout. It seems like in the body of Christ that anybody that disagrees with us, we turn them into an enemy or we demonize them so that we can justify what it is that we stand for. Hmm? You are not on this planet to make enemies. Come on, do you believe that? You're not on this planet to demoralize anybody, to put anybody down, to shake anybody down, to tell them how wrong they are and how right you are, huh? Hmm? You are here to be on a mission to break the yoke of the enemy off of the back of the people that need God's love. You're on a mission from God to break the author of confusion off of people's minds. Come on, somebody. Amen. To see them that are captive, set free, and made whole. Strongholds of darkness. Bro Come on, how I many know there's a lot of people out in the world today with a stronghold operating in their life? You want to get somebody thinking right, then you got to give them something right to think about. And it's got to be motivated by the love of God. Mm. 
So here's the facts. We're going to have to deal with a world that my grandparents never lived in. Come on now. We're going to have to deal with a world that my grandparents never lived in. And we are going, living in a world that your grandchildren will never live in. Because it's shifting. Paul says this to Timothy in chapter 5. He says, Timothy, the days in which you are living can best be described as perilous times. Everybody say perilous times. That word perilous literally means this. It means dangerous, risky, hard to bear. The days are going to be fierce. It's going to be harsh. In other words, if you're a Christian, the world you live in is going to get harder. The challenge to follow God and be obedient to God and live the principles that he set in front of you are going to be difficult to achieve because the environment that's around you is contrary to the Christian life that you are living. We see the shift beginning to take place right now. Amen? Mm. Listen, there's, there's coming a time when we're going to find out who tithes because they love Jesus and who tithes because they need a tax credit. It's coming. It's coming. No, yeah. Let me just prophesy for you today. It's coming. Amen. We're going to find out which churches will keep doing building programs when the United States government takes away the IRS tax deductible property tax that churches enjoy today. And churches got to start paying property tax. We're going to find out which churches are really called to God and going to keep on building. Come on, somebody. Amen. You say, come on, pastor. That's not going to happen. No, you need to understand something. It's going to happen. It's coming. Come on, it's, it's probably coming in this generation, but most likely in the next. Amen? Trust me, it's coming. Things are shifting. Society is becoming secularized. Amen? That's what's going on here today. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. 
Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Meyer's today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.